And I'm Rob. We're Rob. Rob Farispo of the Far From Vesuvius podcast. That's Rob Pizarro of Cultural Napoli Club. Just rant about Napoli. Let's just um, let's go for it. We're going to rant. We're going to match report. We're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about topics. To leave comments and we'll read your comments out. Question. All right. Quick stats. Yes. Throw the stats up there. On to a nice little segment that we're going to call the Beast of the Match. The who is beast in it for the Napoli team. Let's see. But follow us on Facebook. Rafael Rispo. Rob Twitter at RafaNapoli83. That's me. Um, CNC USA 26. I want some feedback to the show. What do you guys want to see? What do you want to see? Yeah. Less of, this is going to be a show for you guys, too. I want a lot of comments. We want to rant about something. Let us know if you want us to rant and, about and something. I promise you we're not going to agree on everything all the time. We won't. We're we won't. each other every now and then. Come and rant. This is what it's for. We want to give you a space to let loose so you can do it here. Well, that's going to do it, Ralph. You know, were we boring enough for you? I don't know. I think we were great. Uh, let's get to it. Maronro Garmana Yudijatu. And benvenuti, fellas and bellas all over the world. Welcome to another episode of the Raf and Raf Rant. I am Raf Pizarro, joined by my co-host, the vicar of Vesuvius, Rafa Rispo. Back in black! Look at us. We're, right? we're back in black. Yeah. Right, I'm black with the drip today, huh? Black, yeah, man. How's it going? Uh, chilling, you know. It's good to be back. Yeah. Yeah. Two days in a row. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. We doing uh doing the service for Napoli, uh, you know, social media community, and sure. uh, uh, yeah, here we are. Here we are. Let's get it on. We got a pretty yeah, good man. show today, Ralph. Yes, we do. Hello to everybody in the chat. Let's get this rant on the road, guys. Thank you for joining us tonight. Special guest tonight. So we we figured, you know what, this Napoli Roma game, really big game, probably the biggest game of the season so far. You know, in regards to our opponents, Rafa, and and we wanted to talk about a little bit more, maybe get some, maybe get a little bit of like an opinion from the other side, right, Rafa? That's right. That's right. That's right. Coming in, he works with Roma English Twitter, and he also does some work with IFTV. Let's bring him in. The man, Wayne Gerard. What's going on, my man? There he is. There he is. You guys are smooth. You're funny, right? <laughs> Like seventies disc jockeys, you guys. <laughs> like That's one. how we start. That's how we start, Wayne. And then they, Marco and then said gets... he felt like he was in Warner Brothers, but it's, uh... <laughs> great. It's very good, and uh, people should know I've been watching Napoli since they were in Serie C. So I've been. Uh... Oh, wow, I, something I didn't I know. know. How about that? Now, Wayne, Wayne, I know you from the, uh, you know, cultural cast community, too. You're in their Discord. You're a subscriber as well, uh, Matteo Bonetti and Kay Murray, um, you know. And uh, I've known you for a little bit. We've talked behind the scenes, never met like this before. But I never knew that about you. I didn't know that you were watching Napoli since City of Chi, which makes me very happy. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, consistently followed them, of course, when it was Pompsic and Lavezzi pulling strings. You know, that was uh, a real incredible team to watch. So not just a Roma fan, but I, I enjoy good football. I play, I coach. It's a huge part of my life, of course. It's how I identify myself. So it's, you know, I, I never hate on good football. And Napoli is at the forefront of that right now. So 
I, I think deep down everybody loves Napoli a little bit, right? How Come can on. you not, man? How can you not? Come on. <laughs> yes and no. Because I've, I've seen the bad side of Napoli, too. I've seen them storm Roma Termini train station. Uh, sure. several years back i've seen them in person come to florence and start banging on the glass and act like maniacs <laughs> and uh you know vaffanculo capitale like i've seen i've seen it all you know so there's uh for for people from the south especially in, and napoli the city is uh, you know is the definer of that you get that joyous that hospitality that warmness but on the other side you also get the hostility that can sometimes mm-hmm. come. It's like it's like Italian people, and my background Southern Italian, so I get it. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's it's warmth, but on the other end, don't piss them off. <laughs> because yeah, exactly, you know, you know, you want to get on the nerves of. <laughs> well, listen, Wayne. L- let me let me let me go here then. So, where in Southern Italy are you from? Let's talk a little bit about you before we start. Where in Southern Italy are you from? How did you become a Roma supporter? What made you, I mean, besides the fact that you like beautiful football, what made you follow Napoli a little bit too? Like, what's what's your story, man? So my background is from a small town called Shaka in Sicily. Okay. And I had a, my grandfather, his family is from Calabria. And on the other side, uh, or back to my mom's side, uh, my great, my, my grandfather, his family is from Bari. So okay. I had this this mix of all throughout the south of everything except Napolitano. So coincidentally, but um, yeah, I'm more than I'm more than a quarter Sicilian. I think I have some Palermo in there, but Palermo, I mean, is very uh, non-descriptive. You know that that side came over like a hundred years ago. So it's mm-hmm. uh, as did all my all my sides. But so it's it's difficult to um, I don't have like connections there anymore. We don't have family, but I'm getting married in Italy. So I'm really All right. That. Hey, congratulations. That's awesome. Um, I'm really excited about that, but uh, I didn't want to lose my culture either because I'm the perfect generation where you can just say, I'm Italian. And mm-hmm. you know, yeah. really, you don't know, you don't know cots. So, <laughs> so I, I was very lucky. I went to school in Florence for a semester. I learned Italian. I took an intensive. I took two classes of it at the same time. I came back home, back to Staten Island. Uh, where I went to college and lived for a little bit. And um, and then I took another Italian. I got recognized by St. John's University for learning. So I was hey, really nice. Yeah, Very good. You I was really proud about that. Um, and I started getting into Roma, I think when I was about 11 years old, because Totti had come on the scene. It was oh, the yeah. 2002 World Cup, right? And uh, maybe I was turning 12 at that point, whatever. And, and then I learned that he had played for Roma and not having, yes, having roots, but not having like an identifiable town, like, Oh, my family's from Avellino or or something like that. Right. Right. So it was, I knew Italy, I knew Rome, of course. And that was an interest. And my father passed away at a young age. So I didn't have anyone to, uh, to, to, um, Hmm. I want to say like identify with, but someone who could give me like a, like a pathway so I saw Rome as like this, this symbolic, very symbolic of um, Italian history and maybe who I was, right? Because I'm 10, 11, 12 years old and you're, you're starting to find your sense of self, right? Okay. And Rome was very much that for me. And of course, you had this guy who I wanted to aspire to. He wasn't really a guy. He was somebody in their young 20s. 
And of course it was Totti, right? So I tried to emulate him. Cassano comes over. I knew enough that, you know, my background was Barese and Cassano was from Bari. So it was so organic and natural for me to become a Roma fan. And my uh, journey just, I, I became obsessive because there was no Giants or Jets, you know, that I was about. It was it was 100% Roma all the time. And I I was very lucky. My mom brought me to the Stadio Olimpico when I was 15 years old. And nice. I'll just... Sweet. I'll never forget like the brividis to the insane electric, you know, just throughout my entire body. And uh, that's something, you know, that you can't forget. It's too, it's in, it's in a different place in my brain, you know, it's just so deep and uh, very thankful for that. You know, that I had a good family around me who could support. You had said you played soccer then as well. Were were you, or you played soccer, right? Yeah. So when we, we moved to Brooklyn when I was four, right after my father passed. And okay. like the one thing that my mom did was she put me into playing ball. Sure. And I was kind of like a natural. I was a kid always on the ball, always looking to get it. And I was little, just like running around, taking over the okay. pitch. And I kept playing up until I was like eight. I got back into it 11. And I've been playing ever since. Um, okay. I did fairly well. I tried out for a semi-pro team uh here and there and actually at the time i didn't keep going to tryouts because that's when i moved to florence for school so mm, gotcha. uh but i was I, unfortunately i was in a car accident when i was 16 um, i had a skull fracture i've had since two or three concussions so i haven't really played a competitive game since i was um 17 when i got my last concussion i was doing very well in my county and uh was doing great out on the wing somewhere i'm not really natural for uh, on the left wing and uh yeah i got my last concussion versus the hardest team in middlesex county in in new jersey wow. mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's unfortunate those, yeah it's, yeah, yeah it's man careful with those things especially yeah. you know come down to the brain and head and you know yeah it's very around. scary especially yeah, as you get older and you read about c and all these issues and if it can cause right. depression or you to forget your words or uh right. I, I don't want it to get to that point you know so i right taking a step back um but then i guess i say i take a step back but then last friday i was out on the field in hoboken causing a <laughs> causing a major scene really getting into it and i'm like yeah it's, you know <laughs> so but you got passion for the t- for the game you know and, yeah, and that's oh, that's yeah. That's what's you know, right? no matter what, no matter what your state of physical condition is, you're gonna try to yeah, do your right. best. I mean, I got leg problems, knee problems, ankle problems, and I'm out there trying to, you know, juke my sons and 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 <laughs> and nutmeg them and 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 all that. So, uh, I get where you're coming from, brother. Yeah. Uh, I've been called Nyingalon, not just for a few times. Uh, and not for your not for your uh, late night partying, right? No, not for yeah. my partying. <laughs> for my aggression and nonstopness on the field. So that's great. That's <laughs> awesome, man. Well, we love to hear the stories, man. So um, let's talk about the match yesterday a little bit. Let's get into it. Uh, unless Ralph had something else to add before we got into it. No, I'm good. Um, it's a great story. I, I I always like to hear how kind of like people became a fan of their team. I, I, we've had a few different you know, Tifosi on, on here on the rant. And uh, it's just great to see what influences you. And and maybe, you know, it's easy for us Southerners. You know, we're, we're born there. We got family there. So we're attached to it. But it's always nice to hear how other people become fans when they don't necessarily, like you're from 
you have these Sicilian roots, but you're in Roma, but you like Roma. Uh, so it's always a good story. It's always it's good getting to know process. So thank you for sharing all that. But yeah, let's take it away to Romanopoly. Mr. Lisi is in the house. Just wanted to say hey to him. What's up? Thanks for coming in. Um, and Pasquale, really quick, I lived in Rome for four to five years in the mid-2000s, and I don't know how anyone could ever say they don't like Totti. I got to tell you what, man, like like, like, back when Napoli was in the doldrums of Serie B, uh, Totti, Del Piero, uh, Inzaghi, Vieri, um, those guys were like, I mean, it for me, you know, and, and I didn't really care about the teams more than the players I did, you know, the national team. Um but it was hard not to cheer for Roma when I was a kid because they were the, you know, they won the title in 2001 and, and it was like, you know, they had badass Champions League kits in the next season after that. And then their kits were like, cause they, they had, ju- they had come out with the Coppa kits for Italy and Roma had the kits too. So it was like the baddest kit on the planet. It was that 2000 to 2000, like three ish Roma kits. Fire. So, so uh, big, at big time. And I, and I had the similar story with uh, Gianni Delicoli, who's dual Napoli Roma fan. <laughs> um, I, oh, I, when I was a kid, my, uh, my, yeah, well, I grew up in Yonkers, New York. Yonkers had so many different like uh, 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 clubs, you know. So, so we'd have a league in this part of Yonkers, and then North Yonkers would have their league, and then there was a league called Richards out in like East Yonkers, you know. It was all so mine was called Brynmore, and uh, our colors were the Roma colors, like the league colors were the Roma colors. Every uh, you know, every each team had a different color. So my dad always picked blue. He was a coach, so we always had blue for Napoli, but. Like when the team got its all stars together to play like all star tournaments against these other leagues within Yonkers, we wore Roma colors. So growing up, you become accustomed to that and you you just r- never forget that. You know, ah, Roma, yeah, brings me back to my childhood, you know. And, and I remember the days Napoli used to play Roma, you know, and, and, and it would be in, you know, a really good fun occasion, you know, uh, but let's talk about yesterday's Napoli Roma, Roma Napoli game. Nil, nil, probably the result that you really wanted. Um, not necessarily the result that we were looking for, but I'll take a point at the Olympico. No problem. Um, especially when it still means we're in first place, but how did you see the game come? You know, you, you do, you do these things for Roma Twitter where you, you do those little short videos. I've seen them. Um, tell me what your thoughts were throughout the game. Tell me how you, uh, you saw the game play out. Were you happy? Were you not happy? What's, what's going through your head during this time right now? I was content, but not satisfied. I saw right. that Roma much more organized, the type of response I've wanted. I have felt that if Cristante gets a little bit more time, that he would start to really get it. I didn't see how he couldn't, not with uh, the experience he has at this point in his career. I was hoping that him and him indebted to could somehow extinguish Anguissa, and I, I saw that happen. I did. I saw two very good center midfielders who I haven't seen before. If you were to tell me these are Roma's centers, I'd be like, oh, these guys are great. So I'm happy from that point of view. Defensively sound, you go to Mancini and Ibanez, and it was their best game probably in yeah. the players together. Yeah. Move up to the attack, and I didn't you – know, people will say things like, 
They just need to finish their chances. It's not just finishing your chances. It's building chemistry. It's taking time. It's those little details which you can only build over – either it's never going to come or it's just taking a little bit more time. And I think okay. in this situation, it's just going to take a little bit more time because it is a very new attack. Zaniolo is back. We just signed Abraham on the left. It's been Mkhitaryan, but he's kind of playing not like naturally, and I don't think he has the legs for that position. So this isn't the trident that's going to – eventually take Roma to the next level. I don't I don't feel that at all. It'll be a new left winger, and it, it won't be El Charlie. I mean, he might become the set starter, but it, it does need time. However, those details, like the smallest details, just need to be worked a little bit more, and I do believe that that can happen in the training, within training, but also it's just one of those innate things, like if you look at a team like Milan, right, their defense is so good. They've been playing together for a while. So it, it, it's comparing apples to oranges. If this was six months from now and Roma was still stopping their own counterattacks out on the wing and, and then looking up and all of a sudden, you know, Napoli's midfield is complete, uh, defense completely stopped as well and the counterattack's over, I would say, all right, we got to find how why our buildup is not working here. But I don't get that impression off of them. And if your attack is the least of your is the biggest of your problems, and you've somehow managed in a few weeks to fix your midfield and defense, then I think you're on the right track. So I'm happy there. However, when you get a clear shot on goal the way Abraham did, and I thought Roma played a fantastic match, not just fantastic for them, but fantastic for football in general, a really strong match, I'm disappointed at home not to take three points. You mentioned um, the offense being lackadaisical, not finishing, not creating chances, not creating chemistry. Um, but Napoli, I think we can say the same thing about their game, Wayne. Yes. Like defensively, Napoli were very sound. The midfield was pretty solid as well. Uh, it just was Aussie men couldn't finish, or Aussie men was offside. He finished one, but was offside. You know, uh, Insigne didn't really get into it. Uh, we saw Mer- Mertens, I think, a little bit too late. Zielinski was not anywhere to be found. Uh, I think that Lozano probably should have started the game yesterday instead of Politano. I like that dynamic more. So um, where I think that where Napoli and Roma differ is that Napoli have that chemistry because, you. I mean, obviously we're 25 points leading the league. But um, and and you know, Osimhen is scoring goals. Um, Roma does seem to have that inconsistency in the forward positions, but I feel like Tammy Abraham is definitely part of the plans. I like Tammy Abraham a lot. I thought he played. I mean, I, I he 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 had that chance after that injury, uh, and could have buried it if he really you know w- was focused enough. But uh, didn't happen. But other than that, I like Tammy Abraham on your team. I think that you guys have a really uh, uh, good center back duo in Ibanez and Mancini, as far as what I can see. Like I, because you know, listen, I watch the league. I watch, you know, I'm cutting hair at the shop. We have Serie A on all day long, so we miss no almost nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, Roma looks like a team that's got it. They're just missing that little that, that like yeah. final touch uh, where I think Mourinho can get them. But um, yeah, the I was also 
disappointed in the result at first, but then coming to my senses later on, I think, you know, we spoke about this yesterday, Ralph, yeah. uh, the, the result I'll take any day, a nil, nil to Roma sure. at the Olimpico in this. And you, and you're going to tell me with that nil, nil, I'm still in first place. It I'll take it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll take it. Yeah. Even with some of those odds stacked against them, you know, we played Thursday in the Europa league, uh, not Roma, knock, Roma played th- Roma not, played Thursday too. Yeah, but Mourinho had that big turnover and things. Not to knock that decision or whatever, but you know maybe most of his starters were rested. Um, you know Europe. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, <laughs> I was asking. Ro- Ro- yeah. Roma Roma did play Thursday, right? Yeah, then they played the Conference League. No, yeah, they no. Played, oh, or, or was oh, it the day oh. before? No, no, no! It was Thursday. No, it was Thursday. Was it Thursday? Well, you guys are missing it. You're. It's going right over your head. Sorry. Roma did play Thursday, didn't they? Yeah. (laughs) Is that what you call it? (laughs) Come on, guys! Uh, I'm throwing it right to you. Come on. (laughs) Just do it. (laughs) So. So they played. Thursday. We went. <laughs> we traveled. We got on the. Plane. Listen, yeah. uh, how do how, how do you, you feel arrived. about that? Let's talk about that for a second. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, like, They're crazy know. analyzing. Like Mourinho shouldn't do this. He should do that. He's he's right. Yes, we need to have these hard conversations. And I'm like, eh, let him, let him say what he wants. We pay how him. You, so so then so then. My, so you've answered my question of how do you feel about him throwing the players under the bus after the match? Uh, you don't care. It's I wouldn't I wouldn't have done it if mm-hmm. my coach, who I'm trusting with everything, and he sees things, uh, he sees things in training outside of football that he might see in their lives. Maybe he's justified in saying it, but I'm definitely not going to say he's not because it's been over a decade maybe more since like i don't know 2005 where players have come to rome they hang out they eat the good food they sit out in the sun and that's it and that's their life and they're like mm-hmm. yeah i like it here no it's no more i like it here it's you gotta go and win you gotta try to compete for scudetti or uh copi italia whatever it is you gotta be professional and i don't always see that from my players in the past these guys i, I don't know so much because there's been such a turnover I don't know what their habits are or what people say about them. Now, he's got a point. If I if I can't trust my bench, and I think he's extremely clear about what he wants, and he gets called out, well, he's not going to throw himself under the bus. He points directions otherwise. It's not something I would do. Look, I wouldn't go out and ever – I'm a coach. I would never, ever throw my players under the bus. But I think there's – there's ways of of saying it in different ways, but Mourinho is not somebody who needs to say it in different ways. He's going to say it so explicitly that it'll offend some people, but in the long run, it could be what needed to be said. Okay, okay. And I shouldn't say so, I don't care. It's just that I'm not. I don't get caught up in the the drama of like trying to villainize him for speaking what he believes the truth. I always want him to speak the truth. I don't like these guys who say, yeah, uh, you know, we could have done better, but, uh, you know, they're playing well, they're fighting well. No, enough. Like, there's no excuses. Oh, it's a fair point. You you got you make a fair point. He's he's 
telling it like it is. He's telling it how he feels. So, I, which I respect. Do you think that was more of a knock to to upper management or the president rather than to the players? Maybe him saying, "Well, these are the guys you gave me, so this is what you're gonna get. You're gonna you're gonna give up." Six yeah, I mean, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna <laughs> rotate the whole squad for Napoli, you know, uh, uh, and this is what this I is have, it. you right. know, yeah, right. Because there, I. I've, I forgot. I read a report somewhere that possibly there was an issue between Mourinho and uh, the freaking management, or or yeah, or the owners or something. The owners? I, really? I don't know. Again, I I I believe about one percent about what I read. So you can't you, believe any of it. I really. don't believe nothing. Yeah. But I mean, maybe you have some other sources or another place that you read uh, where something like this happened. So I, I'm just curious because. I think it would be silly to kind of throw the players under the bus. So can this be a knock to the president and saying, hey, you got to do better if you want me to do more for you, right? I, I think the, yeah, you got to do better if you want me to do more. But he's also mm-hmm. come out and said, I can't expect anything more from this Mercato go, going out of the summer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do think there will be a couple of switches come the winter. And like I said, I think that he's tired of some players who come here and they're not professional. And they are just kind of here for the ride, and that era is—that's not going to be part of his project, and that's going to be going to be put out there. On far from Vesuvius, frenemies with Johnny. Uh, Johnny said that Mourinho has come out before and said that trophies are not the most important thing this season. It's getting the fourth, getting back to the Champions League, and then if the trophy opportunities are there, they'll be there. Um, don't you think that this Europa Conference League final should be Roma Tottenham like uh, by default? Like, I mean, those are the two best teams in this competition. And if it's if it's not that, then what the heck? You know what I mean? Like, like, do you think anything less than a win in that competition is a failure in in Europe? I'm not talking about City Eyes. The league is a different animal. You know, four is the objective, I'm pretty sure. You know what I mean? You're trying to get to the Champions League. But um, what are your, like, objectives? What do you What do you want to see out of Roma? I'm a little bit indifferent to this Conference League. I think it's causing us – I think it can, it can cause us more issues than benefits. There's the positive of going and getting a trophy – However, it's not the Europa League. It's it's under it, and it's it's these teams. If we have two or three good games out of the entire tournament in the quarterfinal and the semi and the final itself, then, okay, that was fun. But on the other end, we kind of wasted a lot of time in freaking out in Ukraine or north of the Arctic Circle, like taking these ridiculously long flights. It's not that I don't like or I don't rate those teams. I do, and I think they're good, and they have great development systems. However, what you're doing to us is like a distraction because what really needs to happen is like what Mourinho said. It's not that trophy, but it's getting back into fourth and focusing on the objectives, which will help us bring us to the next level. I'm not sure that a conference victory, like it would be nice. So yeah, we did it. Outside of that, I don't know what, what too much. I mean, the like. inaugural UEFA Europa Conference League yeah, but Rafa. trophy. <laughs> You know I what, what I mean, saying, like Rafa, but is Jose it- Mourinho has a has a, a chance to be that like that guy. Like when when I when when I'm sorry, Ralph, I'll get I'll let you get to your no, point really ahead. quick. But when I when I when I 
when I realized Mourinho is coaching Roma in the Conference League, uh, for me, I'm like, I guarantee you Mourinho wants to be that guy to win that trophy and be the first person to win it and the first person to win three different Euro- European trophies, maybe four, including the Super Cup. You know what I mean? Like that's that's something I feel like Mourinho would probably take into like as a like in a as a for pride, you know. But then rotating the whole team against Bodo Glimt and getting embarrassed dispels my you know uh, my thoughts on that. But um, I mean, for, like when people put down the Europa League. Bro, that's the ex. That's the old UEFA Cup. To me, that means a lot to me because yeah, growing up in the tournament, growing up in the in the Maradona era, this was the big trophy. You know, I mean, the European Championship was the was you know the European Championship, sure. the Champions League trophy, the current Champions League trophy, but this was the literal best of the rest. This was essentially what is the Champions League now. And Napoli won it in 89, and it's like, don't you want to have that cup back in your hands? I mean, it's not the Champions League, but it's it's now more prestigious in my view because of the, the reform for the Conference League, making the Europa League pretty that much more important. You know, it's now down from, from a, a 48-team tournament to a 32. Uh, the groups are much tougher. Now you win the group, you get a buy into the next round. Uh, you get a buy into the round of 16, which means you don't play in February. That goes the same for the Conference League. So if Roma do win that group, they don't play in February. They wait till March to get their opponent. And, you know, it, it's it's uh, for me, it's just something that I feel like clubs should aspire to instead of brush to the side and say, eh, it's a nuisance. I get, I get the Conference League being so brand new with all these smaller teams in it would throw, you know, some people off to it. But still, Roma fans could go out there and say, hey, we got a European trophy before Juve did in the last 25 years. You know what I mean? Like, come on. <laughs> get get that cup, man. Bring it back to Italy. Why not? Yeah, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but here's the deal. What 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 are the rewards? I know with Europa League, if you win the league, I, I think the, the reward combined for the whole tournament is like less than 20 million. Yeah, I think it's like. different now. It's also entry to the Champions League though. If you you know look at look at Villarreal okay. who won the who won the Europa League last year and finished 7th in Spain but made the Champions League. Uh, I think it's different now. I think it's a lot more. I know that with the Conference League if you win the final with all of the media rights added up, I think it's close to 30 million euros if you win. With the Conference League. That's big. Because yeah. I remember last year, I, I think the Europa League was like $18 million. That might be the for final the itself. And then if you, along the way. No, it was total. It was like that's total. total? Yeah. We'll, 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 again, we'll draw those numbers up. Yeah, again, I mean, so it's yeah. hard to find accurate numbers. Yeah. But, you know, kind of piecing together a few different sources, I was kind of able to determine, uh, establish ah. that it was south of $20 million, at least at one point. It was south of twenty million. I could have sworn I read the number was twenty six. Twenty six for conference, everything included. Um, Shout out to Michael Lisi too, who's always supported me and my work. So good, great to see him. He supports us too, and he's a great person. Michael Lisi is a good person, man. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that right now. Shout out, dude. Yeah, 
real. Your club's not doing too bad either, I guess, right? No, they're happy. A squad Napolitano is, is probably the most Italian name I've ever heard in my life. Ever. Pasquale <laughs> Napolitano, yeah. Oh yeah, man, for sure. That loses Napolitanism. The only the only thing <laughs> that name more Napolitano is if his name was Cheeto. Imagine that. Cheeto his nickname. Yeah. If I were him, I'd be calling myself Cheeto all day. <laughs> all day. You gotta earn Cheeto though, right? Somebody yeah. actually gives <laughs> yeah, you I guess Cheeto. So, yeah. You don't call yourself yeah. Cheeto. It's like Mertens, like he earned Cheeto, you know? Right. <laughs> All right, so so Wayne, how do you feel Roma's gonna do the rest of the season going from here? I mean All right. I, I mean yeah, you think it'll be good? I hope they lock down fourth. Mm-hmm. And that is my goal. Wayne, I want you to know that I gave Roma fourth. When, when he did. Marco and Mike came on, they pressed me about my top four. They put him on I the put, spot, man. I they put, put him Roma, on the hot seat. I put Roma ahead in Juve. I want you to know that. All right. Took him a second. Took him a second. He was like, Napoli's going to win the Scudetto. Inter. What, who else did you say? Milan. Inter, Milan. And I go Roma. <laughs> I was like, damn, <laughs> where's Juve? I think Juventus is like a, like when you walk down Canal Street in Manhattan and you see a fish <laughs> and the closer you get and the more visible it is, and you see the details, and it starts, yeah, to, cool, and it starts it. to really smell. And you can see that something's not right with it. And I feel that way about Juventus, where there's the name, you got a couple key players, some big guys, but other than that, their substance isn't there. And what they did against us last week was horrendous. It's such a shame they didn't deserve that match at all. So putting that one out there. I, I just, you know, it's funny, like, you 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 I you know reading all these articles now, you know Roma played Napoli, Inter played Juve, and there's nothing but freaking scandals out in these papers. Now I don't know if it's just the papers trying to get clickbaits, but yeah, how come every care. time it's these teams involved with each other? Obviously, you know the guys on top battling it out. There's always you know oh the VAR wasn't called, oh this yeah. whistle was too early, oh this was this, oh this yeah. was that. Now I would just love some I would bullshit. Love a good definitive 3-0 win against Juventus. Just like, no, we beat their ass, and it's done. Like, we came and we were the better team. We scored legit goals. There was no drama. And we, we just came in and clapped some cheeks, and it was done. Like, that's just what I want to hear one day. Right. I think, you know, for all the team's sake, it was beneficial for Juve, Inter, all these other guys, that Roma and Napoli tie, when you really look at it, right? It was best yeah. for us. Not to get, not for one of us to get three points because, I mean, Juve are right there. I mean, they're what, like a, two points or so behind Roma now for fourth or something along yeah, the way? I think it's they're, they're going yeah, to and, and they're going to keep crawling up there. And it's always like the help at the right time. You know, it's always like that, yeah. oh, it was a bad decision, but it's always at the right time. So, I don't know. Again, we don't like to play conspiracy theories here on uh, on the ramp, but. No, I just couldn't help but like see all these articles with all these referee issues, and now two non-VAR calls already. De Laurentiis is De Laurentiis has been quiet all season, all right, and now he's back in the papers calling for the leaders to protest because of these VAR <laughs> issues. I mean, it's like, come on, man, I don't want to deal with this. I know. I just want to watch good soccer, you know. I know. So, but. Wait. I don't know. I, I, I thought, listen, I thought for the most part yesterday, I just want to touch on Mourinho a little bit. Like, he was a, I, 
do you think there's a lot of pressure on him right now, considering what he said about the bench? Oh, about the clap cheeks here. I'll give you some dap here. <laughs> Francesco uh, loves it. Ha ha. Um, I, I mean, con considering what he said about the bench, considering my comment about it, maybe there's an issue uh, between him and the, and 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 the ownership, which you know, I maybe bogus. But then I see him on the pitch, and I know it was an emotional game. The crowd was there; it was thunderous in the stadium. Um, and Jose Mourinho kept seeming to lose his cool throughout the game. Yeah, I, I and think... then ultimately led to his red card. So th there's got to be. <laughs> He's Something. into it. He's into it. I think he's just I think he's comfortable and he's happy and he's and he's loving football again. And his passion is there. He's really excited to be out and and he's feeling it the way that he should. He's not going over the top. He's not trying to do things like that will create headlines. He's just going out there defending his boys and at times coaches will take yellows and they'll get reds uh, for sticking up for your team. And sometimes it needs to happen. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll give you that one. I don't think he, I don't think he's going over the top. I don't think he's no. trying to overcompensate or distract. No, I don't think he's playing. A no, game. I'm. I'm. My question more is like, is there something underlying that's going on that caused his emotion to kind of let go, or was it just the, you know, the magnitude of the game and 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 the result? And I think the magnitude. The I think I think he saw his team was doing so well, and he fed off that, and he just got really into it. He was like, "My boys are up for it, and I'm up for it. Let's go." Okay, Rafa. I'm doing some. Uh, I'm doing some accounting here. Uh, I have found. I have found the prize money allocation for the 21-22 Europa League. Okay. The final, the winner, the champion gets in the in the final. The champion gets eight point six million euro if you win the final, but money accumulates throughout the tournament. So at this moment, right now, Napoli have earned four point four seven million dollar million euro for a win and a draw and qualification to the group stage. So, so money, money based on the Europa League, Napoli has a total of four point four seven mil, um, and I mean it's it's three point six three mil to qualify to the group stage, six hundred and thirty thousand for winning a match in the group stage, a draw in the group stage is two hundred and ten thousand, finishing first in the group stage is one point one million, second is five hundred fifty thousand. Uh, making it to the round of 16 is uh, 12, uh, 1.2 mil. Uh, winning in the knockout round playoffs beforehand is 550 is 500,000. Quarterfinal 1.8, semifinal 2.8. The runner-up in the final gets 4.6 mil. So you can accumulate to about over. It looks to me like somewhere around the 20, 25 million, mm. you know, f total. Um, Compared to what? In yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, in champions, accum the accumulation almost equals about like north of a hundred million. No, along those lines, or is it like eighty million or something like that. It's crazy money. 
Well, it's so crazy money to win so here, see, here's a little excerpt here from this is from uh, EnglishAS.com, right? So, in in addition to a potential eighty five point one million euros in prize money directly related to Champions League, the tournament winners also stand to receive three point five million to qualify for the Super Cup and another one million if they win the European football season's uh, curtain raiser, which is which is the Super Cup. So basically, yeah. So you can get another four point five just to win the Super Cup, uh, if you know. So Champions League winners can make about ninety million. Uh, that's the uh, the the potential money earned. Um, the final. Huh? Hey. Uh, for winning the final, four point five million euros only to win the final. It, the money is accumulation throughout the Champions League tournament, but the the winner of the Europa League wins more money than winning the Champions League final, in the final, which is odd. Hmm. Because uh, qualifying for the group stage of the Champions League, you get fifteen point four point six four million, uh, two point eight million per group stage win, ninety three nine hundred thirty thousand euros per group stage draw. 9.6 million to qualify for the last 16, 10.6 million to qualify for the quarterfinals, 20 12.5 for qualifying for the semis and 15.5 for qualifying for the finals. So so essentially winning the Champions League would get you 20 million euro at, at 20 million, but the finalists get 15.5 million each. So losing the final isn't all that bad either for your money. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you're not winning any money to, you know, be in the final, but you're getting 15.5 million to qualify for the final. So that's that. I have not seen anything for the conference league yet, but that is a 21-22 statistic. You get, right there. You get a gift card to Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> you get you get a voucher at wafer.com. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> merchandise. Yeah. I just remembered. I forgot to bring up. I have a few donkeys, cute chooch from Napoli. All right. Oh yeah. Hey, no. Bring hey, on the know. show. They're downstairs. Yeah, I collect them. Take a picture. Tag us. That'll be cool. I will. <laughs> Let me ask you. Uh, so, so many speaking of referees. Um, um, you know, we got a few minutes left, guys, but. How did you feel about the officiating yesterday? Uh, because so many people have been back and forth on it. He did a good job. He wasn't a good job. He missed the call. She, you know, I, uh, Abraham should have got a red. And I thought that Roma were a little hard done in the amount of calls that went against him and the yellows that they received, whereas Napoli didn't receive like any yellows. However, there's a big one. That could have been a red. So I'll take instead of that red, I'll take all those yellows that Abraham could have gotten. So I, I felt like it kind of weighed out in that regard. I felt yeah, like yeah. the referee was not the star of the show for once. And that's like good enough for me at this point. I'm like, just don't be the center of attention. Just let them play ball. Use your technology. Use all your rest and your communication. And just no drama, please. Like I just I just want to see the game. I don't like um <laughs> I'm just reading the from Scoundrel. One, yeah, yeah. 
I just no, that uh, that had to be on purpose, man. I rewatched. I'm like, it's hilarious. He could have completely avoided him, but he did. how how Massa didn't get up and just stop the game and give Zombo a red card for no reason was amazing. But yeah, it really did look intentional, didn't it? When he that was pretty. Back I, if I had to put my money on it, imagine he just ran uh, when Zombo and Gisa ran into Massa. I don't know if you've seen that yet. Uh, look at the look at the highlights. You'll see. Like okay. if you were to like, go back to the like highlight, was on the yeah, counter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a uh, cleared him out. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. That had to be some type of intention. A lot of Napoli fans were happy about that. I, I, you know, was that did that happen before or after Anguissa got kind of stepped on a little bit, like in the back of his ankle? Because I, I wonder. I, I'd like to look that over, maybe. But I think maybe worst when you get stepped on the back of your ankle as a player. That is like the most frustrating thing. I right, it's the worst. Um, it hurt. It. I can understand it. Hurts. You know, like, it's like you got bare skin back there, and there's like metal spikes. Yeah, going into a very sensitive area. I mean, yes, there's some uh, embellishment. Well, lots of embellishment in soccer at times, but when these guys against and those shoes too. You know, somebody told me an interesting fact that like, you know, back in the day. You know the the cleats were really thick leather. They were yeah. they had a little bit more protect. I guess there was the layer was a little bit thicker. It was slightly more protection to Significantly. it. Significantly, yeah. And uh, now these ultra light thin you know material catching these cleats to a foot or or the behind yeah. your ankle, man. It, it's it's when that happens and I see a player roll, I'm like, okay, I believe him. Because yeah. that must have really hurt. No, it hurts. I'm I'm still wearing leather. I'm not uh, I'm not doing like any textiles really. Uh, I'm sticking to them. I, I'm not a big like. I don't need leather. Uh, I kind of have a soft spot for animals too. Mm-hmm. But a, a protective boot is 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 the way to go. I get it if you're a professional player, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's totally a pain you'd like to avoid. Uh, but to get back to the original question, yeah, mm. I'm just glad he wasn't the star of the show. I'm glad also that the ru- the match didn't get ruined by a call or a non-call. So that was good enough for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. A lot of people um, back and forth about this. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Thanks, Pasquale. Thanks, Take Pasquale. Care. You guys listen. I know time's running out. Do you guys listen to music from Napoli? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Sure. Quite a bit. You like hey, Liberato? I do. Didn't you send me that? Didn't you send me that? The uh, yeah, you did. That. Yeah, that was really nice. Uh, uh, so Ralph, really I'll send it to you. Uh, all all right. these words in Napolitano <laughs> that uh, I'm becoming uh, a little You're bit of a <laughs> That's right, man. I, you got to got to find a proper Napolitan dictionary, man. Yeah, you know, you absolutely <laughs> have to. That'll be a well, mission. I think Neapolitan is considered a minority language, no? Because it's spoken by Sony people. It's almost considered its own language, but yeah, it should be because you can't. I can't understand it. Wow. Well, mm. well, I I feel like well, I'll be honest. I mean, I feel like the the more south you go, the harder it is to kind of understand. And the same, the more north you go, I have some cousins up in uh, up in Verona, and if they put that Veronese accent, that I, I think they're talking German. It's it's so difficult to understand. When you get to like Rome, Florence, like really central Italy, everybody's speaking clean. But yeah, yeah. Uh, on vacation, I met some kids. They were blonde, blue eyed, and they were from uh, like like Trento, I think, up north. 
And I thought they were messing with me. And I was like, how did you guys learn Italian? And they were like, like we are Italian. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Such an accent to it that I was like, ah, you guys speak pretty well. They were like, yeah, it's our first language. Isn't it a bit high? It's like, die. It's it's like, it's it's like, you know. And then as you go south, it gets slow. It's like, oh, get to go. Yeah, but you you know, you know when someone's not playing down when they're speaking proper Italian. You know, you know, you hear it in their accent. You for sure, you do. I I know, I know Napolitan by like listening and hearing. There's, I'm so bad at speaking it. I'm more proper Italian when I speak, but um, but like I'm with I'm with the lingo. I'm like with the language. It's 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 we have laughs all the time. My cousins and I speaking Napolitan to cut in front of customers and clients and. Oh yeah, it's just so other people they're like, what are you saying? You, you watch Gamora? What's that? You watch Gamora? Uh, you know I don't. I don't I I know I'm so behind on that and everyone like wonders why. I don't though. I don't oh, watch it. I, I I I'm sure it's amazing. I know it's, I've heard it's amazing. It's second or tied favorite show ever. Really? I tell you what, I probably like it more, way more than I like the Sopranos. I couldn't stand, I, and I'm sorry to piss off a lot of Italians listening, but I, I, I hated the Sopranos with a passion. Why hated was that? Maybe I could. Um... I don't know, man. I just, I, I just couldn't get into it. I couldn't get into it. There was a period of time where I was just so, like, against all Italian stereotypes. So mafia movies, I couldn't stand. And then I actually, yeah. yeah, but you know, I, I, I watched the Godfather and I ended up, you know, I, I watched it very late. Actually, uh, <laughs> my firstborn son's mom, uh, she, she was astounded that I never watched the Godfather and didn't care to. And she was like, are you kidding? I've seen it 17 times. And it was like, I don't really care to watch it. But then I did, and I liked it. Uh, you know, uh, other mafia movies I, I got into also throughout the years. But The Sopranos, for me, I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. It was just because every fake Italian with no neck and, a, you know, a, a, a man shirt, we call them. We don't like to call them w, uh, WB yeah. shirts. We, we yeah. call them man. We don't like to say, you know, wife, you know what. We gotcha. say man. In this house, we call them man shirts. Yeah, They're all shirts. wearing, you know, all these, you know, jacked up, no neck. Hey, boys on. You know, I can't <laughs> deal with it. I can't deal with it. And that's how everyone from I knew Jersey. was like that, that watched. <laughs> well, from not necessarily only from Jersey, man. From Westchester County, too, I'm telling yeah, you. All right, that's true. Westchester I'm County just, is, is just, just as bad. Just as bad if it, Cuomo tees. I like that. <laughs> Cuomo tees? <laughs> Cuomo tees. Oh, man. Boy, am I going to steal that one, Diane. <laughs> you know you know what I did? You know what I did see that I absolutely loved, Wayne? And I hope you saw this, too. I saw the Ultras movie. Did you watch that? The Ultras is great. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. It's it's very kitschy. Like, you, you got to know what you're watching. But yeah. Francesco Lettieri did a fantastic job in directing that, I thought. For like, sure. Yeah, it, it was very good. The writing could have been a little bit better. But I love when they go to... Um, Ischia is, uh, is is a lot of fun in that movie. I like that he has this Neapolitan Confederate flag on his jacket. Like it's yeah. just like it's a badass look. Uh, I listen to the soundtrack probably like three times a week. That's awesome. Yeah, I listen That's to awesome. it all the time because it's 
not all the songs have lyrics, so I can just kind of put it on and and forget about it. And occasionally, I'll just hear like uh, people like people yelling in Neapolitan, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is the Ultra soundtrack. <laughs> That's funny. You know, the first time I watched it, I didn't like it, and then I watched it a second time. Oh, and I liked it. I don't know. It was weird. Wonderful. Like, I, no, listen, I, I get like that with some movies, Ralph. There's a, I, I tell you what, Anchorman, I hated it the first time I watched it. It's a classic. Dude, uh, Sam, same thing It's here, a classic. Like, ah, you need to watch it again. And then, you know what else? Eurovision Song Contest. I urge everybody watching this that it, Italy just won the last Eurovision, right? Okay. You need to watch that with uh, Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams. It's it's freaking hilarious. The first time it's like, eh. and then the second and third time I was couldn't breathe laughing. It was just amazing. Amazing. It's like watching a game, right? Wayne, uh, Ralph and I have determined that watching the game live in person, either at the stadium or like for the first time on television is really hard to kind of assess the, the match analytically because you're so invested, like as a fan, for me, anyway, I need to watch highlights again before I come on here, or I need to watch the whole match again yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To, to to fully be able to like like remember certain things yeah, and you know because as a fan, I just want to see that ball go back in the net. It's yeah. like, wait, that happened? What happened? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you miss out. It's weird. Like the blind. But it's the same thing with it's the same thing with certain movies. I'm telling you, uh, Eurovision Song Contest was hilarious. Hilarious. And when Italy won the Eurovision, it was like, whoa, <laughs> that's a real thing. I didn't know it was a real thing. Amazing. You're a little bit younger, uh, uh, Johnny. Uh, Johnny. Wayne. Sorry. Wayne. We, we got, I got his name on the screen. You think that would be good enough? But he's not you, that you much seen, younger. Have you ever how, seen how, Bronx, what, mid-20s now, right? 31. 31. Yeah. So my math you, has you look. Changed. You look like you're 18 Forget years it. old, bro. Good. Keep it going. It's good. Yeah, no, that's like, right. Good. I'm, you look yeah. like you're a 14 year old kid in, in mom's basement. Look at you, man. I had to put the full screen up to see you close up. That's so funny. 31. Yeah. Getting married in Italy. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you. I work in a high school too, so everyone's like, oh my God, are you a teacher? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that can be dangerous, bro. That's, yeah, be careful. <laughs> Don't let the devil get you. Have I'm you sorry. Seen, Go ahead, Ralph. Have, have you ever seen Bronx Tale since we're talking about movies? I haven't, but I need to. Okay. That's the, that's the one thing I haven't seen. That Rafa? is a good movie. That's okay. a good movie. Well, you know so that was taped I, in my neighborhood, right? It was taped in I, I could imagine. I could imagine. Yeah. You, you know, huh? I, you know uh, uh, Lilo Best Brancato. ever. Lilo yeah. Brancato grew up uh, about a block and a half from where I lived, and he was uh, he was pretty good friends with uh, my sister. Actually, didn't he? He lost his shit though. <laughs> he he uh... went all yeah. He he yeah. fell on. So I'll tell you what. Before right before he lost his shit, I um, I'll never forget this. I think it was like 2003 or 2004. It was a friendly against Portugal that Rye was not showing because it was in Portugal. So there was a Portuguese cafe on on Midland Avenue in Yonkers called Cafe Porto where I knew they had the satellite channel to watch the game. So I went in there, and and as I came in, I sat down. And who sits down next to me? Lilo Brancato. And, and I look over, and I'm like, oh, hey, what's up, man? And I knew he knew my sister, so it wasn't like I wasn't starstruck or anything. But it was kind of cool because I sit down. And he's in there watching the game too. 
and I'm like, oh, you know, you like soccer? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I forgot what fan he was of. I forgot the team he he supported. But here I am thinking, ah, oh, this guy doesn't know nothing. And we start talking about Maradona as if he was like an expert. Like, <laughs> like I, I told him I was a Napoli fan, and he goes, oh, Maradona. I remember when he played, you know, and this and and we just like talked soccer for two and a half hours. It was great. And then I left, and you know, we parted ways. And then he was involved in a. Then he went to jail. uh, (laughs) And a cop, off-duty cop, died in his hands, and uh, you know things happened. But he's so he's also um, a a girl I went to school with and graduated with, like all through school. um, uh, Denise, he's he is her first cousin, and apparently he's doing very well right now. So shout out to Lilo. Shout out to Lilo Brancato. from Yonkers, Yonkers boy, uh, doing really well. Wayne, you need to watch that movie. Watch it tonight. ASAP. Well, Actually, I my phone. I I was gonna take the Vespa out, but I don't know. It's late. I might just uh, drive over. Ooh, we went to. I went to a. I went to actually in 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 uh North You know, up here where I'm at, Saratoga, uh, in in Troy, or Schenectady. Is it Schenectady? There's a, a theater called Proctor's. So some of these Broadway, like Broadway shows that are in Broadway and you know around the city, they come up to Proctor's a little bit later. Uh, and I went to a Bronx Tale uh, uh, Broadway, you know Bronx Tale, uh, you know the on thing yes yes Chaz Bronx did, right? yeah. yeah yeah Chaz did it Bronx Tale on you know on stage basically, and it was absolutely fantastic. It was fantastic. You need you need to get your hands on that movie, brother. For sure, yeah. for sure. Um, there, well, there, well, sorry, there was one more thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, mm-hmm. So back to prize money real fast. Roma have accumulated 3,940,000 euro from the Conference League so far. The winner gets 5 million in the final. So don't ask me how the winner of the Champions League gets less money than all these others. I guess the money is distributed you know, more money is distributed in the Champions League throughout the season. Yeah. You know, and less is to these other competitions while while more money's up for grabs in the in kind of like uh, when you play Monopoly and if you put all the money in the middle and then you land on free parking. Like they want they don't want that. They want to kind of just spread it out a little bit more. Right. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yep, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yep, sure. <laughs> just like that. I don't know why, but I believe him. <laughs> That's it. No, I, and you know, I play Monopoly a lot, and I just blanked when he said that. I was, yeah, I was like, "You do?" That's right. <laughs> I'm overly competitive about. Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get you a Roma Monopoly set. Yeah. Why not? Right. Uh, I bought my dad a Monopoly one. Yeah, let's go. We're I'm gonna hour put on mark, the right? yeah. closing uh, some little bit of closing music. Uh, before we get out of here. While we play this, Wayne, you've done some work with IFTV. Our friends, I see you wearing the shirt there. Um, Marco and Mike, two better people you could never meet. I mean, those two guys are like They're very gem, gems of human beings, in my opinion. Very much so. Yeah, and I, I think that people don't know is that they're equally nice you know they're they're nicer in person like they're just good guys to be around and they're young people don't understand 26 years old both of them 
So they're tremendously successful. And it's because they put everything back into their their brand. You know, it's, it's completely like if they get 90, they're putting 90 in. You know, there's no yeah. completely just reinvesting within themselves. And I think that's what everybody at that age and they have that ability to do that at that point in life that they should do the same exact thing plus follow their dreams so what is it that you are doing with iftv let's talk about that a little bit let's plug you a little bit when... yeah, yeah i write and i edit and come up with storylines uh behind the scenes and i'll do the watch alongs here and there so beautiful I'm, yeah i'm like uh, i don't know i'm there's no position title. It's just uh, yeah, I'm there. A little bit of work, hey, man. I'm glad to be part of that team. You know, that's good. Uh, what about with Roma? Because I know you were involved with Roma Twitter as well. Yeah, I've been writing for uh, seven seasons. It started off as a small job, and now it's uh, kind of become that that fan face with the Roma fan cam, instant analysis right after the matches. You, you get them um, here. Here I am, and all of a sudden I'm on almost official twitter so it's a great thing i've uh, done a lot of writing for them throughout the years and i'm hoping that that is something which which uh, perpetuates and i would like to just keep on growing and taking steps in the right direction and i know that one day these small jobs medium jobs will become big jobs and i won't give up in terms of following what i want to do which is to make people feel good feel like they're part of something and that it's bigger than them and they, they all belong. Excellent. Excellent, man. Awesome. Love it. Well, it was, it was a pleasure having you on, Wayne. You, you've you been an uh, amazing guest. A lot of fun to talk to. Welcome uh, back. Ralph, yeah. Yeah, you'll be back soon for sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. man. Absolutely, man. Uh, yeah, thank, thank you again, Wayne. Uh, to everybody, be sure to catch him there. We're... I got your handles right here, guys. Uh, at Wayne, when Wayne roams and Wayne in Rome. <laughs> yep. No Wayne Rome's Twitter, Wayne in Rome, Instagram, and uh, WayneRome.com, my website. If you want to read any of my nonsense. <laughs> Perfect. That's sweet, guys. All right. Hang tight, Wayne. We'll all get out of here together. But thank you to everybody in the chat tonight for everybody uh, who showed up, all the listeners on the Far From Vesuvius podcast. Once again, thank you. Uh, hit, hit like, hit subscribe, share us, let everybody know we're out there. Uh, Rafa, great show. Great show, great show. We'll see you uh, possibly, possibly for post Bologna match. Okay, Uh, that is Thursday at two forty-five p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Depends on what I'm doing. It might be right after the match. It might be later. Uh, We've get we've been really getting a lot of uh, good late crowds haven't we yeah Ralph? yeah 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 a lot of yeah. new uh, new faces coming in for yeah. the night so we'll, we'll yeah. see we'll, we'll we'll look into it guys but uh until then forza napoli sempre all right ciao for again, now Wayne. we'll see you again guys ciao 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 ciao